Hi everyone and welcome to Courage Every Day. I am Tebiso Maledu, the founder of Courageous Women Arise and the host of this show. Today I'm joined by Nosim Zamo, Executive Manager, Human Resource, Minitech. Nosim Zamo holds a BSc Honours Geology, Graduate Diploma in Mining Engineering and Masters of Business Administration. She holds several management certificates with various business schools. Nosi has worked as a geologist for several mining houses in South Africa and has over 22 years of experience as a registered professional scientist and management professional. She is a member of the Geological Society of South Africa. She has been recognized as a fellow member of the society. Nosi started her career as a junior geologist in the mining industry and climbed the career and later joined Mintech in May 2010 as the manager of their Mineralogy division. In 2021, Mintech appointed her as the executive manager human resources, a position she currently um, is holding. In this role, she brings her vast knowledge of understanding Mintech business, mineral processing and mining business with great aims of enabling human resource division to be a strategic partner to the business of Mintech. Nosi is a 100% shareholder of Amapulke Investment, a company that has interest in mining activities. Nosi holds several board membership roles in the mining industry. She is a board member of Inyosiko and Donsa Mining Company and also chairs the board of Kwanda Minerals. Nosi has been recognized as a finalist of Standard Bank Women Female Public Sector Leader Award category in 2017. In August 2019, Nosi has been recognized by the Department of Mineral Resource and Energy as Top Women Achiever. Wow, wow, wow. What a journey and what a, an amazing profile. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. A warm welcome to Courage Every Day, Nosi. I'm delighted to have you on the show. Thank you so much for inviting me and I'm so excited to be here. That is amazing. So no, see, we have two standing features of the show. One, we want to know your definition of courage. And um, at the end of the show, we also want to know your next courageous move. So we're all about courage and we want to know how women are showing up courageously in their spheres of influence. But before we get there, we would like to know something exciting, interesting about you that is not on your profile or on your LinkedIn. Please share something interesting, fun fact, whatever it is. Let's get to know you better. <laughs> Thank you, Tepi. Um... My fun fact is actually, I love cooking. Um, I'm a cooker. Ah. I, will, I will say today I'm relaxed, I'm doing nothing. And a few minutes later, you'll find me in the kitchen cooking a storm. Actually, cooking is my love language. It's what gives me much pleasure to cook for those I love, my family. And I uh, actually, my kids says, um, if all fails in life, in mining, I can open a pasta restaurant. That's how they give my, my pasta 100%. 
and uh, those who follow me on social media have been begging me to actually put my recipe together and have a cookbook. Maybe something I need to do before I turn 50. Yes, that sounds <laughs> exciting. Wow, wow, that is amazing. I was just about to ask, what's your favorite dish? What's your best dish, signature dish that you cook? Uh, pasta is for my kids, but... Yeah. Um, I love uh, uh, meat, meat, and uh, I, I will do a pochi for you one day, pochi course on fire. Yes, I like that. Inyama, let's Inyam. eat inyama. Yes, please. The tosa in me loves awesome. meat. <laughs> that is awesome. No, thank you so much for sharing your fun fact and no pressure. We're definitely looking forward to that cookbook or that restaurant, whichever comes first <laughs> before you 1050 would like uh, to do that. Awesomeness. So let's then dive into the question that we ask as our standing feature. There are so many definitions of courage out there and we would like to know what is your definition of courage? How do you define courage? For me, it's happy courage is being able to face your fears, face those things that give you anxiety. When you think about um, your heart start beating fast, but uh, being able to wake up every day and say, I'm going to dress up and show up and show the world that I'm capable and I'll be able to do it. For me, that is courage, not being able to hide, behind your closed doors at home and being able to get up and, and show up. That is beautiful. Facing your fears. That is so powerful. And I also like what you just said is when you dress up and show up, right? It's that notion of being present and facing those fears in style, I guess. It's important. It. Yes. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> I was about to say, I mean, I also follow you on your socials and different platforms. And I must say, you are the epitome of showing up, Sisi. Um, please share with us, what is it that you do to show up courageously every day? I'm always fascinated by just your pictures, just you dressing up and showing us. How do you show up courageously every day for you? Most importantly for me, Tepi, I start my day with prayer. And I ask God to go before me, to mm. pave the way for me. Whatever stresses me, I know that he has gone before me. And with him, I am able to face the world. I am able to face whatever is in a boardroom that scares me. And me, with God, I'm able to face whatever that challenges me, that makes me scared. But what's really important, it is, it, it, it's understanding who I am, knowing my strengths. What is it that I am able to do? And I go out there and do it so well. And, and, and also how I am able to face the world courageously. It's building relationships. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, a, I'm a Gemini, so I'm, I'm a Gemini, and Gemini's 
uh, we're very extroverted people. Like uh, it, it is easy for me to build relationships, and I make sure that the relationships I have, I keep with me in order where there's a place of weakness in me, I am able then to tap within my networks and be able to draw where I am unable to deliver. And what works very well is, is also taking criticism and, and, and where people are giving you feedback, don't take it like they're trying to break you, but go back, reflect, and see how you can do things better. But it is very important, Sepi, is that you don't dwell in the negative because then they will kill your self-esteem. Very importantly, it is look what positives you have because the more you build on your positives and then you build your confidence as a person and whatever it's not working out if you are strong with what you know you are good at then your negatives will not overshadow your positives wow that is so insightful i like where you started that it's about prayer if god before us who can be against us that is amen. amazing amen. that you start in prayer the second mm. thing you spoke that about it's amazing and i hope a lot of um, women are, are listening out there the notion of strength understanding your strength what are you good at so as you can show up and then you spoke about one powerful currency relationships mm. that is also about building relationships with people around you that is so insightful the one last thing you said it we don't have to dwell in the negative oh, no. how many of us find ourselves dwelling in the negative and it affects the way we show up so thank you so much for those insightful notes i know people are taking notes wherever they are they are writing vertically because this is loaded this yes. is loaded yeah. thank you so much for sharing how you show up courageously every day so maybe before we dive into your career in mining um, I'm going to ask you a wild question, meaning it's an impromptu question. <laughs> and so, because so as we kind of just get a sense um, of, 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 of your thinking here around your career. So just tell us, what did you want to be when you were a child? <laughs> you know, um, I actually wanted to work in the lab where, mm -hmm. where they test blood, you know, uh, be, be a lab technician. At, at, at in hospitals. So that's actually what I really wanted to do. And when we were growing up, uh, when I was in high school, we had this science center where we attended Saturday classes. And uh, when we were in what we call it today, grade 11, it was standard nine at the time, they yeah. were helping us to choose our careers. So we were sent then, you will say, this is what I want to be. Then this, and, and I was sent to spend time a week in this hospital so that I can then be sure that this is what I want. And definitely when I saw that amount of blood, I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> I can't, I don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. that is amazing that ex that helped you to make an informed decision around this notion of blood 
Yes, yeah, no, I said like, no, it's not for me. It, it, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> sure. So that tells us, no, Siguti, career advice is important or exposure because sometimes career advice is one thing because you're reading about it. But what I'm hearing you say, just going into that space to experience it brings it to reality. And so you could be like, I, me, this is not me. Exactly. Exposure. Mm -hmm. Exposure is very important. And, yeah. um, even with me ending up being as a geologist, if they took me to the mines before I could make my decisions, I don't think I would have ended up as a <laughs> geologist. <laughs> Story for another day, or maybe okay. that will come up in our conversation of my experience as a geologist. <laughs> That is amazing because that's my next question, really. <laughs> to say, how did um, your whole career start? I mean, you have studied geology. Tell us how it all began. What made you to pursue a career in mining? How it all started? Um, I did. Um, I did well in science and mathematics, mm -hmm. and the obvious thing to do was then to go and do a bachelor of science. So I went to, okay, because I told you that I'm a very extroverted child and my parents were very, very concerned about me. So they couldn't send me in Cape Town. So they wanted me nearby, close to them, so that they can pop in whenever they want to check on me. So I was sent to University of Forte, which was not far from home and home is East London. Uh, when I got to Forte, then to, I was admitted to do Bachelor of Science. And as you get in, you need to choose what subjects or courses you're going to take. And you go for your obvious ones, your physics, your chemistry, your, your zoology. And then I needed to choose the fourth subject. And then my interest of being in the lab still came up. Then that's when I chose geology because then geology, it does, uh, you, you go to the lab, you go and check rocks under the microscope. So I thought, you know what, I'm not far off where I wanted to be, uh, but it's just that I didn't want to be close to blood. So then I chose geology as my fourth subject. And little at the time when I was choosing geology out of curiosity, I, I knew what I was putting myself into. I knew little about geology, and those even around me knew very little as what impact geology has in the country, in the world, in terms of the economy and the GDP of the country. So as I was doing my geology, I, I passed it very well in my first year, and then I went to second year, and then it became my second major course and as i was in the geology class and these are the things then that come back later in life when you realize that when i was in my second year there were probably two of us females in class at the time and little sure. did i know that there's just so few women in the space that i was entering into and at third year level or the two of us went to third level and then I joined and then I moved to what was called then University of um, Port Elizabeth. And surprisingly there, 
I was the only black person, not even sure. a, a, a female. Now, don't categorize me as a female. I was the only black person in class that was doing an honors in geology. And then when you find yourself then in the workspace where there's very few female, there's very few black people in that space because black people were only allowed to work in the mines only in the late 80s so you get into that space and you find yourself there's just so much that you are dealing with that you actually never even prepared for and i think it was by god's grace that I ended up in that space and I really enjoyed it. I love it. It came with its own challenges that every day one needed to wake up and show up courageously. Wow. Sure. Thank you so much for that story, right? Um, and, and I like that, the fact that you spoke about that, that your love for research and being in the lab. Um, yes. came through geology as well, right? Because if, yes. even though it was your first love, it's just that blood didn't work, <laughs> didn't work yeah. out. But <laughs> no. um, that also channeled your energy to, you know, being in, in, in geology. Thank you. Mm. I think I must say that thank you for pioneering in that space and being that first black person in class, right, to do geology. I'm sure you could have just stepped back and be like, I, this is not for me. But thank you so much that you took it on and you stepped into that space and um, yeah, pioneered for women in geology or women in mining as well. Thank you so much. So let's let's move on a bit. I mean, you've already indicated that mining is a very dominated industry, a male dominated industry. What do women really do in mining? I'm just interested. Somebody who's like, I've never even heard of a geologist. I don't even know what they do. What are some of the activities that women do in mining? Give us a sense of what does that look like? Okay. Um we, we, women are actually allowed uh, uh, to participate in the mining industry in all of its aspects. If I will have to take you through the value chain of mining, the value chain of mining, it starts with exploration. So at in an exploration phase, this is where one will say, uh, there might be gold here, there might be diamonds here. So you will need a geologist to go there and do some drilling and take out some samples, take them to the lab and, and, and come up with a, a model that says, okay, we've got this amount of gold sitting here and then this amount of gold these are the characteristics of it. And then the next stage after that, the geologists have done the exploration. It is then the mineral, the mining part of it. And the mining part of it, then the people that are involved in the mining, it will be then your mining engineers. So your mining engineers will be the people to say, how do I best get this rock out of the ground? And then once it has been mined, you will then have um, your mineral processing where then it goes to, I'm really trying to simplify the process. It will go yes. to the, the, the plant. This is then the mineral processing, which is then the extraction 
of the mineral now, which is where Mintech is really plays a role on the extraction of this uh, mineral. So the type of uh, people that work in that space will be your chemical engineers, chemists, geologists as well, which are specializing in mineralogy, which is the division that I used to head up here at Mintech. 10 years ago and the, the, the role then of is, is then being able to say how do you get your mineral economically and the mine can make money out of it and then the next stage then will be beneficiation so beneficiation is that now yes i've got this mineral out then how do i beneficiate it what type of metals can come out of this mineral and those are your physical metallurgists people or your even your chemical engineers will also play a space there and then at the at the end then you you have mine closure which is the end of the mining value chain where you have environmentalists. Because now your geologists, your mining engineers, your chemical engineers, they've messed up the environment. So you will then need an environmentalist to say, okay, now that you have mined, you've left these big holes, and with all the dams you've left, they have an impact in terms of when it rains, then there's, a, there's, there's mineral that seep through into your water tables, then they mess up the, the boreholes, and then how do we best then rehabilitate what has been messed up by mining? So this is where then you'll find environmentalists. And women play a, a role in all that space, in all that career pathing. So that is actually the career pathing within the mining industry. I am an inch taller with knowledge today. You know, the way <laughs> you beautifully explained the process, the value chain. I'm sure I, I'm considering to change careers. This is amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. This is so informative, Asisnos, because I don't think most of us understand that process, right? All we think about is, hey, mining, people go underground and whatever. But I think you've just... Um, given us a clear process to understand the different levels and different processes um, that goes through mining. And what is also important that women play throughout that value chain, right? It's not just um, one aspect because one might say, how do women go underground as well or only men go underground? But I think what we've just explained is that women can play throughout the value chain of mining. Nosi has decoded the mining value chain for us. I am an inch taller with knowledge. Research informs us that some of the challenges women face in mining are lack of career progression, discrimination, and gender ideologies, amongst other things. I asked Nosi, what are the other challenges that women are facing currently in the mining industry? I, our, our country specifically, South Africa, we are pioneers in the in the mining industry and i think we've moved a, a, a many strides to make sure that women are accommodated and women are prioritized and women partake in the in the industry i think it, 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 we need to give that to south africa but most importantly maybe for me 
it's where I am specifically as a person. I find it that the most uh, a challenge we are facing is, I don't even call it a glass ceiling, Tepi. I call it mm -hmm. a concrete ceiling sure. uh, because that's how difficult it is for women to be able to enter your senior manager position, your executive roles. Uh, we have very few women that are currently CEO of mining houses, even here in our country. Uh, I mean, we just had Sisnombasa recently being appointed, I think uh, late last year, as the CEO of Exaro. We have Unompumelelo oh, Zigalala as the CEO of uh, Kumba. And um, I can't think of more. Uh, uh, those are the two females that actually come to my mind that are actually running the, the, the mining in South Africa. And with all the mining houses that we have, or at some point we have Cynthia who was at Anglo, and 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 since she's left, she was represented. She was replaced by another male. So it, it's actually the challenge that we're facing as females is to break that concrete ceiling. Because uh, I've done some checking of numbers globally in the mining industry leadership positions. There's only fourteen percent of females that are in executive roles and 12% that are in boards, and 12% that are in CSUD globally. And this is a report that came out in May oh. this year. So women are actually underrepresented in the mining industry, taking up senior roles and where decision make, decisions are being made. Sure, that is alarming stats, uh, Nosi, and, and I think it's quite sobering to hear that. And thank you for bringing that to our attention because, you know, you cannot just know one day and then you're like, oh, okay, there's a representation. But mm. I think you just saying the stats as they are, it really is an alarming, um, um, alarming stats around women progression and how they actually go into suicide. And I think the description of a concrete uh, becomes real, <laughs> that it's not just a ceiling, but mm. it is a concrete. Remember so, a ceiling, Sepi, you can go and break it. And even if it doesn't break, there will be cracks. But yeah. a, a concrete is just so difficult to break. Sure. So we need some of the mining tools there to. Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> we need jackhammers. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, and, and, and I mean, I don't know whether you have some of the, you know, solutions. What, what, what comes to mind? What is that courageous thought that comes to mind that could help us to break this concrete ceiling? I think most importantly, we. we now looking at where I'm sitting at an HR space, there's a, there's a huge role of succession planning. I think an organization needs to be deliberate and, 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 and say, this is what we want. And, and, and in five, 10 years time, 
this is the picture we want to see and we start grooming people to say i want my organization to be sitting at 50 50 management senior management role and when there's a position for a ceo you don't go and get people from outside you have a pool of females within your own organization that then when that position becomes available you can then have your five women competing to be one of the CEO of the organization. So I think organization needs to be deliberate in terms of succession planning. Coaching and mentoring comes a very long way as well. And I think as women that are in that space, it is important that we play the role of coaching and mentoring. Strangely for me, because I entered the industry when there were very few females. So most of my mentors were males, but now that I'm in this space, it's important then that there's a saying that says, uh, pull as you rise. So it's important when you yes. go up the ladder, you pull, you pull someone to come up with you. And I think the time to be the only one around the table has stopped, has ended, it's long past. We can't be excited now in 2023 that I'm the only female, I'm the only female. We need to make sure that we fill up the space, we fill up those boardroom tables, we bring extra chairs if there's no space though no, no space in the table to say, this is my sister. I want them to be part of this table. So coaching and mentoring will really play a huge role. And I think it's us women need to do it for our own sisters. That is so profound and so insightful. Thank you so much for that. Like the first thing, succession planning. How do we organization ensure that there is proper succession planning? And you've mentioned, you know, mentoring and coaching. We lift as we rise, mm -hmm. as we go up the ladder. How do we ensure that we're bringing other women with? Um, and that leads me to the next question, um, Nosi, around how do we, how can we encourage women to pursue a career in this field? I think it is important to create an environment that promotes science. As, as, as I was telling you how I ended up in this space, it, it was just pure luck. But I think it's, it, it is important to have those programs as science organization that goes out to high schools and participate in your career programs for, to make sure that all the uh, the young children out there they understand what 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 plays in the space that you are at you know when i was doing my my geology even my own peers didn't understand what is it that i was doing i was given a nickname nomike because to them <laughs> i was just doing rocks to them it was just rocks so then because all i'm doing i'm collecting rocks they, my, my my room is full of rocks so i think it is important to create that environment that promotes science and also i've uh, uh, said this uh, when we were sent out to explore so increase access to work experience make sure that we have mm. this one week where it does not end up with take a girl child to work for a day because for a day they will not just see 
but at least have a, 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 a week or two weeks during their winter school holidays that they can spend time at Mintech, uh, visit uh, Mintech for, and, and just see what mining is it all about. I think that uh, access to work experience then will, will help people to make sound decisions like I was able to say blood is not for me. And, 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 and I'll say thirdly, champion female role models. We, we, I grew up with no female role models. I, I had male figures in my space, but I think uh, as a female role models, we need to be out there, make sure that we mentor the, 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 the females, the women to enter in this space. And I think, luckily for me, I had, um, when I joined one of the mining houses, I had one lady who was at HR, uh, I really have to mention her. She was very brave and very strong. She, she, the men, they respected her. They listened to her. And her, she was, she was about women. And I think we should not be apologetic when we are given opportunities of power in organization that we work for to say, I want women, I want women. So I think it, it is important that we champion uh, role models and then let the women find role models that then they can look up to and say, when I grow up, I want to be like Sisnosi. Beautiful, that is so beautifully said, Sisnosi. And I mean, that whole notion that you said around um, taking kids to school or to, you know, take a girl child today, extended to a two week so as they actually can explore what this looks like because i think a lot of us you know or a lot of women in general maybe even growing up you're like ah, it's just a male dominated area you have no clue what is that all about um but i think what you're saying is so insightful that let's give them more exploration so as they're able to know and explore what that looks like i also like what you said around how do we encourage our young girls to go into the STEM careers, right? Um, because again, it's one of those things that we're probably shunning away from, but um, just that opportunity to make sure that we send them to, to and encourage them to pursue STEM careers is what would help them to actually be exposed to this career. Yeah. Thank you for that. So we are about to, I mean, our cooking, we are, we're on a cooking <laughs> show today. <laughs> if I have to use the, the analogy, excuse me, of, 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 of cooking. So let's just hear, Sisnosi, what is that best advice or quote or that you heard that somebody gave you as you started out in your career? Okay, the, the, the best advice um, or the best quote I think for me that I've lived with is, a candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. So it, it, it goes back to what now I have been narrating today is how we make sure that we coach and we mentor. So helping another person does not dim your brightness. So it is important that we continue to light each other's candles so that then the more candles are lit, the more light is in the room of the mining space. I don't want to add, I don't want to subtract. <laughs> that is 
so uh, profound well said sis nosi let's light each other's candle let's lift as we rise mm. let's bring more women into the space um and yeah the more the better i also like what you said let's put in more chairs if we yes. need them right yes even if they are on the on the wall if there's no space <laughs> in the table <laughs> As long as Let's we make sure, sure there's someone in the room, they're hearing the conversations. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Thank you so much. I also like to celebrate what you said around, you know, female role models, right, in the space. Again, that, you know, we need more female role models and women not to be apologetic to say they want other women to sit around the table and be present in the room and be intentional about it that was so well said so let's now bring this conversation to the close i mean i'm just jealous of um the time we spent together there is just so much this is a loaded conversation this it is was. loaded on so I many know. levels so let's now talk about your next courageous thing or your next courageous move what is it that you are doing that you will be pursuing courageously I need to do my PhD, Sepi. <laughs> I need to do my PhD. Um, I, I've been putting it on hold for a long time now. I think it's been three years since I've been pondering on it. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine that we did MBA together, uh, 2016, 2017, he just sent me his uh, letter of acceptance, I think, on Tuesday. And he said, hey, friend, when, when are we doing this? And I said, I'll be registering soon. So my next courageous thing is uh, next year, I'll be doing my PhD. And uh, after I complete my PhD, and I think you've heard me how I start my courageous day is that I pray. I want to pursue a degree in theology. And I'm so fascinated with being called Dr. Reverend Nzamu. Oh, yes! <laughs> go, girl, go, girl. That is courageous indeed. Thank yeah. you so much. We will definitely watch the space, Dr. Reverend Nzamu. <laughs> <laughs> It feels good. It sounds good. I think it's in your destiny. Definitely, you must pursue it. And uh, we're also looking forward to that cookbook. No pressure. We're just saying that, you know, clearly there is so much greatness inside of you that you need to share with you, with the world. But thank you so much for joining us and spending time with you, with us today. Is there anything you want to share maybe where people can find you, share on your social media handles, whatever it is that you'd like people to just connect with you on please feel free to share that with us okay thank you for this opportunity Tepi and uh, we this this very great opportunity during women's month and uh, we're grateful to the women of 1956 it is it is really I must I, this is me in closing before I can mm -hmm. share my social media handles it's 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 not an easy space um, i must mm -hmm. say and sometimes we glamorize it and we we make it a, a, a very glamorous but it, it it takes one to be strong-willed it takes one 
to know why you started. I think it's important when you understand your why, when you understand your purpose in life and, and not giving up. I think it, it can be difficult being in this space but you, and when you think then that there were those women that marched in 1956, I even said to my daughter this year, I can't believe that there's women that marched and said, we want to work. And then she says, y you, you, you don't mean that, Mamine. I said, no, I don't mean it. I'm just frustrated now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, yeah. I'm like, I think I can, I can be a housewife. I can just worry about what you guys are going to eat after school. But really, that's not who I am. And, and I'm this woman that I am. And I'm really grateful to those women of 1956. And we, we, we owe it to them that we take the bait on forward when we make sure that more women fill the space and the women are participating in, in the economy of the country and in the economy of the world. And in closing, um, my social media handles is speech, Masukude, and speech really comes from Nosipiwo. So my dad used to call me speech. So then that's how then I then used my social media uh, called myself speech and Masugude is really my clan name so all my my, my social media is speech Masugude and then on LinkedIn I'm no Simzamo and really thank you thank you so much my conversation with Nosi has been delightful insightful and empowering her knowledge and passion for the mining industry is inspiring I have learned a lot from this conversation what stood out for me is that we need to lift as we rise. Let's have more women in the boardroom and put more chairs if we need to, as Nosi said. If you want to share your story of courage, email us on cwarise.info at gmail.com. If you don't want to miss an episode, Find and subscribe to Courage Every Day on your favorite podcast platform or follow us on Courageous Women Arise social media platforms. Courage Every Day, where women share how they show up courageously every day.